featuring all its best from the king of instruments on community keyboards. again and welcome to this edition of Community Keyboards on air and online where, as promised, I'll be featuring more of the happenings from the recent Oktoberfest event in Huntingdon a few weeks ago. This is a truly international affair and, as you heard on the last edition, attracts performers and visitors from far and wide and I'll be chatting with three of those, Alex Paler, Dirk Jan Runtzine and young Ellis Murgatroyd. But my first guest is Florian Hutter who gets the show underway musically on Verzi Atlantis SN3 exclusive gold edition and this lively quartet recorded live in Denmark. We'll be right back. 
Florian Hutter and Goody Goody. Hello, Dolly. Sweet Georgia Brown and Ain't She Sweet. So I asked Florian how did his interest in the keyboard originate? Well, it, actually it started because my father is a big fan of Klaus Wunderlich and Franz Lambert. So I grew up with listening to all those records like uh, Klaus Wunderlich's Old Worthy records sure. and the Helios and so on. And also my father, because he liked that music so much, he bought a Helios back in the day. Right. And when I was four or five years old, I just started to play that organ and to try a little bit to yeah, actually play what I, I heard on the so records. So you, you just jumped on the organ... No because knowledge. I heard all those music and I liked it very much also when I was a child and some day I actually I just wanted to try myself if I could do that and you, you, you kind of got an interest and you did you then have any formal lessons to, to learn how to play or did you do that yourself? No, to be honest I never really had lessons or I never learned how to do that correctly I just played by ear when I was a child and actually that's still what I do today so I'm really, uh, I could say, self-taught, just by listening to music and repeating that, and then I just tried a little bit, and over the years and months, it, it started to work for me. Now, I've looked at your YouTube channel. Um, um, what is it, something like that? there's 12,000 subscribers, and I, I think there's almost 10 million views. That's amazing, isn't it? So is this a, obviously um, a, a medium that you, as a young guy, choose to, to use to your advantage to put your music out there? Yes, you actually, you can't plan that. I didn't see that coming when I was starting to make those videos, so it's just, I think it's 11 years now since I did the first videos, and yeah... I was just sitting at home playing a little bit. My father said, uh, we can record it and there's that YouTube thing. You can upload it and maybe some people will like it or we expected maybe 100 or 500 views but not thousands or millions actually. So it really, it's very special to me also because especially with that organ music, you couldn't expect to reach such a big group of, of music fans and so on. Do you find in Germany, Florian, that, that you are in a minority of people in your again? I'm sorry to keep going on about age and things like that, yeah, but yeah. it's just, I think it's very important. Is it, is it popular with your um, sort of similar age group of peers in, in Germany? It is difficult also in Germany because the organ is not anymore in television. So when ah. my father was in, get interested in, in the organ world, there was Klaus Wunderlich and Franz Lambert in television every week or... Oh something like that and now you might see an organ maybe one time a year in the television and the people just don't know it so it's difficult to get the younger people actually involved to that uh, to that organ world and it's yeah i have to say it's just a small group also in germany who actually knows the instrument and got an interest in it but when i play there also for people in my age they like it very much so you have to explain and to show what kind of instrument that is and what you can do with it actually but they start to get an interest also so they i think they enjoy it when they hear it but they don't know it so you have to find a chance or possibility to show them what's possible with that organ i've got to ask one, one final thing florian I think I met Franz Lambert probably the first time way back in 1980 and I seem to remember back then he was playing an instrument and there's one out in the, the room just behind me at the, I think it was the Versic Galaxy 
I've seen videos of you and you, you're very comfortable playing those, dare I say, vintage Versi instruments. How difficult is it to sort of keep jumping back from something like that to playing, you know, the, the brand new yeah, instruments? It is uh, very difficult to get all those instruments. So I'm collecting the instruments from Versi. Well. So I've oh, also wow. got a Galaxy at home, as you saw on the video, yeah, and yeah, yeah. some other ones. And so I'm trying to play all of the Versi generations. Wow and still like that sound from the old LP so that's how I grew up and I want to do the same thing even today and you also hear it when I play the new instruments I still use some of those old Versi sounds and so on and I enjoy very much making a combination of new and old thing and I think also it helps me when I play the Galaxy sometimes because I have I can't play always the same thing I have to improvise a little bit because I'm not prepared on the Galaxy so yeah it keeps you mm. up to date with uh, practicing and so on I think it's a good thing to to play an old instrument from time to time and just being creative Great to catch up with you finally Florian I'm so I'm so sorry it's taking so long before <laughs> we've managed to sit down and have a little little chat but uh, thanks for taking the time glad you've, en- you've enjoyed Oktoberfest and uh, we'll see you soon Yeah thank you very much for having me
Rather Rather and Tico Tico, all performed on Versi Atlantis by Florian Hutter. Now, whilst I was lining up for a cup of tea at the Marriott Hotel at Oktoberfest, I happened to meet Lynn, who is the grandmother of 16-year-old Ellis Murgatroyd from Shipley in West Yorkshire. Ellis uses his absolute passion for the organ world to help overcome his autism, and he explained more about this to me. I've been playing now for about three years now, and, and I love it. It's, it, it's the best thing ever. Um, I, start, I started on a, on a Yamaha Ele- Electron HC4, and, and then moved up to a Technics S, SH25, and, and then I have a, and then I have a Verzi um, Helios, and, and, and that's just amazing. What, what made you suddenly think one day you wanted to play the organ? Well, I was searching on um, the, the internet for um, instruments to play, and and I came across um, the organ, and and I found the theatre organ first. So I joined the theatre organ group. Right. Yeah, I I also play um, that as well. Yeah, and um, I. I kind of got bored of that. I found an electronic organ. I found Hammond, like 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 Jimmy Smith, and 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 Lenny D. Yeah, and and then I stumbled across the Versey, and 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 then I just got sucked into the Versey crowd. So you know all these players, these well-known players. You must be really happy to be here at the Oktoberfest oh, yes. this yes. weekend and see a lot of your, um, I guess, idols yes. in, in the flesh. Like, like, like Franz Lambert and yeah. and and um, and Durkin on on the Bowen. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's f- fantastic. Do you want to do this when you get older? Do, do, do you yeah. want to be an organist? Yes. I think that's an absolute amazing thing because I mean, do, do, do any of your friends sort of think what's Ellis doing this for? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Think, think, um, the thing I've gone mental. <laughs> the thing I've gone mental. Well, I don't think you've gone mental no. at, at all. No. I'll tell you. No. I think it's very, very creditable oh, yes. that you yeah. should that you should take an interest in it. I hope you enjoyed Lenny D on Hammond there with his own plantation boogie. 
Well, you know, in 1988, I managed to persuade Lenny to come on the programme via telephone by, in the first instance, actually writing a letter to him. There was no email or internet in those days. And this happened. To be able to talk, albeit over the phone, with my special guest today is a real honour, not least because it was a 12-inch LP record made by him which started off my collection way back in the early 1970s. And I'm delighted to welcome to the programme, from his home in St. Petersburg, Florida, the, the legendary Lenny D. Hello, Iron, and hello, England. Hello, Iron? Oh, well... Ian will be back with you after this break, so uh, do stay with him. You're listening to Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstonehome on Oldham Community Radio 99.7 FM. The Yamaha stage here in the capable hands of Alex Paler, who joins me next on Community Keyboards with his very candid view of the keyboard scene as we continue our look back at Oktoberfest 2018. The enthusiasm still seems to be there, and if nothing else, this festival has certainly, you know, proven it. But yeah, it's very sad when you're hearing clubs shutting down and committees wanting to to stop um, and not people not wanting to take over and uh, and so on. But. I think the passion, I think the love for the instrument is still there, uh, which again, like I say, this this festival certainly proven, and the players are there, and we're still enthusiastic to do it. Yes, the travelling can be a, a problem uh, at times, but when you're up on stage and you've got a great audience there, it really is. It's a great feeling, yeah. Um, and again, with this Oktoberfest, when you've got the Versi, the Yamaha, people are passionate, equally passionate about both. So, I don't know. I. I 
the optimist in me hopes that yes it will carry on it's going to continue to change and evolve but with you know Yamaha still making electones we've got Verzi obviously still producing great instruments and investing in future things there's got to be something got to I mean, be something. I've got to say one thing Alex and this is noticeable because it's out there online you are a guy who has spent an awful long time thinking about the way that the instruments and the performers that, that, that play them should be portrayed, deserve to be portrayed to um, an audience, dare I say, beyond the walls of such an event as this. That's to say the, the, the stage lighting, the camera work, the sound quality. I mean, is this the way forward to try to resurrect or at least to try to ensure that our kind of music is not condemned to the dustbin. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I am. I like to try to be different, not just in the pieces that I play and uh, and what have you, but the way that I try and promote myself. Yeah, uh, anybody who's might see my videos and my website will show that it's a, a very kind of perhaps different way of doing things in comparison to the the normal organ way. But for me. We're still out. We're fighting this outdated image of what the instrument is all about. Um, and if someone comes to see me in performance. It's as much of a visual thing as it is an audio thing. So if I can present that with, you know, fantastic lighting, it's the theatre of the whole thing. Then, you know, all, all the better. You know, everything from my CD to my, my, my latest CD, which obviously Warner Brothers got in, involved with. Uh, and there's a classic story. You know, Warner Brothers vice president sort of says to me, "Yeah, we've got a problem in this country with the organ, but we want to change things. And you know, can we help you? You're not going to say no to that." Uh, and obviously, the the CD. As far as I'm concerned, it's probably the most commercial CD I've seen uh, an organist produce, thanks to obviously Warner Brothers. Um, but again, yeah, trying to promote the instrument in a young, fresh way to try and change people's preconceptions of what they're going to hear um, and see, and also realise that of course it's all live as well. And uh, no, I just do my bit, and I just hope that if I can bit by bit you know change a few people's minds of what they think their you know, organs are going to be like or are all about then you know all the better the issue i have uh, and I, I i tend to bang on about this quite often is that probably apart from maybe florian hutter who we spoke to earlier you're probably one of the youngest guys in, in the room here that's fine but how do you ensure that you know, other younger players that, that maybe sat in bedrooms across the land with their instruments, their keyboards, um, how do we get those sort of people to, to come forward and to, to try to further the, the cause, as it were? Or, or is it a non-starter? I think it's almost the impossible, yeah. impossible question. Yeah, um, I think obviously... The internet, social media is a is a fantastic tool. And again, I've done my small bit with my website and and the videos. That, you know, take one look at my videos; they're a, a, a completely different sort of not a home produced kind of thing to try and show that again that visual thing to attract people in.
I'll give you an, another example. I teach, I obviously do a lot of teaching. It's my kind of bread and butter, if you like, my, my day job. And I would have said my average student, I've got students from six to seven right up into their 70s. Okay. But, you know, there's, but there's, there's a huge contingent that are teenagers into the 20s. So, so the interest in learning the instrument is there great so I will then put on a performance in my locale and I did one back in May actually it was called Alex Paler Full Body Music and it was it was just a pure one-off performance it was marketed different to an organ club it was very marketed as this kind of picture as the title says music played by the full body and without telling any any lies at all here I would have said the average audience member age was about 25 really now wow Exactly, and I was a surprise. Fair dues, there were some students in there, but they invited people from their schools. We had, obviously, just public, members of the public. It was done in a proper theatre environment, obviously, with all the smoke and the, the lights again and, and whatever. But the, the centre of the attention was all on myself and the electone and what we tried to do with that. And yet this audience of a full house, not an empty seat in the house, and an average audience, honestly, mid-twenties. So... If that's there, why aren't why aren't they also going? Well, hang on, there's organ clubs, so come to these organ clubs. I just don't. It's a very tricky question. I, I've loved playing for organ clubs. It's, it's taught me my art. Yes, and they've done a. You know, obviously, we were the only country in the world to have such a still such a number of you know organ clubs still in existence. But yeah, I think looking forward now, and I think most organ clubs are on one way sadly struggling to try and get the young contingent. But, yeah, I think I took my lead from how it's done in Japan. So if you take Japan, there are no organ clubs. The instrument is taken very, very differently as it would be here. So where organ seems to be a bit of a, uh, an old musical joke, really, in this country, in Japan, no, it's in the same breath as a piano. It's an art form. It's not a product. It's a musical instrument that you learn and you study. Um, so obviously there are lots of performances, all very much independent performances, the length and breadth of Japan, again, with a very young audience. Uh, and obviously they have a huge Yamaha Music Foundation educational system over there, which encourages, obviously, the kids to play and so on and so forth. So, and of course, again, and the concerts are marketed very differently and presented very, very differently. And it's an exciting, fresh event, you know. And every artist is still very different, just like in this country. But, again, they're just not having to fight that old, out-of-date image of perhaps what the, the organ is. And, of course, the electone is quite different. It's not necessarily an organ per se. It's, uh, it, I think it's an entity in its own, you know, own right. In fact, it, it's got its own, it's, its own place in the Japanese dictionary. The word electone yes. is actually is in there. I think... Well, all I, all I can say to finish on that really is I just try and do my bit and I, I find that when I do my own promotions it's remarkably rewarding but also eye-opening that suddenly this other demographic comes, comes out and it's hard to get anybody to come out in the evenings it seems to be sometimes but to come and see essentially an organist play but of course <laughs> as soon as those curtains go back and you hear E.T., or whatever played two hands two feet from this incredible musical instrument 
it, well, it did it for me. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite wonderful. Alex, I, I, I must apologise for having dragged you away from the polite oh, conversation you were having. I knew it's friends and old and new in this, these sort of events, but I knew that you would have some very definitive and definite opinions on what we aspire to do. And thank you for sharing those oh, with us today. Absolute pleasure. Really delight to see you again. No problem at all. You're Take welcome. Care.
Alex Paler with the theme from E.T. And before that, the delightful Gabriel's Oboe and the theme, of course, from James Bond, all played on Yamaha Stadia and Electone Instruments. Well, do stay with me after the break when I'll be catching up with the Flying Dutchman himself. This is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholm. On air at 99.7 FM and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com. This is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholm. And welcome back to Community Keyboards with the sound of Dirk Jan Runsheim live at his Bohm Sempra as recorded in concert at Oktoberfest. When we met last uh, a few months ago now, so you were going to send your your Bohm organ, um, the Symphonia model as it was, off to be upgraded to be converted. It's a bit like a, a facelift, I suppose, in a human. So what what does that involve? What do you have to do to to do that to get that upgraded? Do you know? I have no idea. <laughs> oh well, there we go. It's, it's just it's, that it's done by magic. The wonderful guys from Bohm the Bohm company and they said we would like you to transfer the Sinfonia what you play now into the Sinfonia Sempra and when can you deliver it because we're going to do it so you have to get the organ to them yeah which is no problem because it's a three hour drive from where I live and uh, and I'm there quite regularly anyway but you don't know what they do to it to make it into a well apparently they opened up the Sinfonia they've taken all those boards and a big iron rack which all the boards were in taking it out which saves me about five kilos of weight wow yeah and they've put in the new brand new sempra and how they've done it i have no clue because technically i'm a big zero (laughs) i just can smile and play a bit and that's about it i have no idea how they've done but they've done a wonderful job so does that change it into a completely brand new instrument? Do you, do you have to relearn everything from scratch, or are there some gives and, give I have and take? To, I have to say that um, 
with the changeover, I, wa- I was dreading it a little bit because I'm not so good with changes. Um, that counts for my whole life. I can't change changes in my life. Mm-hmm. Mentally, I'm getting a bit... Um, but that's me. <laughs> um, so I was dreading it. But it's a wonderful system. It is so much more easy really? to, to uh, make presets, to store them. I have so much more... Um, space you know I have space for nearly 4,200 styles <gasps> and let alone the amount of presets I mean so my musical freedom wow. has been broadened up like I don't know what it's, it's, it's really fantastic it's absolutely amazing so is there going to be a new recording available on, on the Sempra? yeah yeah. Yes, it's a coincidence. How do you know? You I, read Facebook. I do these things, you know. <laughs> yeah, last week we started to lay some tracks down. Yeah, good. And the the album will be available in March next year. <gasps> Hopefully March, yes. Yeah, and um, with all the highlights of the current show and some more. So let's see. And I can tell you already that the um, uh, uh, CD is going to be called either just Sempra or Welcome to Sempra so we just that's a first for us that's an exclusive it's an exclusive thank you Derek now I I hope that you're going to give me permission because you're going to be playing this afternoon I am if we can record a couple of minutes of you playing from from the audience so that will be a real exclusive I mean it's 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 an informal this afternoon which means I answer some questions I, I tell them some anecdotes and I do some songs which I have not been doing since quite a long time, so it's going to be a bit different for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ad lib, ad lib. As yes, we are. Ad lib. <laughs> Always a pleasure to chat with you. I'm so glad it's come back at least unscathed, because you know that's an expensive piece of kit with its, its gold yes. legs and things like that. And it's I know it's had one or two fantastic, fantastic scrapes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Looks, it looks superb. It's, Dirk um, and it's probably going to to be resprayed. Uh, next year as well okay. uh, for okay. as far as I could hear that from yeah. the, the guys from Germany and Switzerland so well. because they want to um, to um, repair all the little knocks and okay. scratches and, okay. and from the audience point of view you, you can't, can't see a lot but when you are it, no. there with your nose right on top <laughs> of it you see all the but hey ho it's it's a it's a touring instrument isn't and it? it's great to be to be seen in what has always been um, perceived to be a, 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 a Versi weekend, you know, yeah. other instruments included in well, the. Apparently, in the mix. I was one of the first they asked to join this Oktoberfest. And uh, so I said, well, I'm, I'm honoured to, to be here playing alongside Franz and, and, and yeah. Crazy Max. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's wonderful because we, we know each other. Of course. But uh, we go back 20, 30 years, and the last time I've seen Max was in 1998 yeah. when we played a festival together in Interlaken in Switzerland. And since then, I haven't seen him. <laughs> and the same for France, I've seen him 10 years ago and stayed in touch via email, but not really. And yeah. now you get to see all those guys, and Correct. it's fantastic.
music a la André Rio, courtesy of Dirk Jan Runtzine, and I hope you've enjoyed some of the Oktoberfest atmosphere caught exclusively for the programme. If you want to plan ahead for this year's event, the dates are the 18th to the 21st of October, once again at the Marriott Hotel in Huntingdon, and the artists will be Ben Scott Hyde, Florian Hutter, David Dunlap, Robert Barther, Jürgen Tichy, Jörg Wahl and Franz Lambert. The cost is from £280 per person and you can book online at www.octoberfestorganfestival.com That's octoberfestorganfestival.com And again, all the details are on our programme website which will be coming up at the end of the show. Now, I'm very conscious of the fact that we haven't had any theatre organ music so far this month, so let's put that to rights and ironically travel down the road just a few miles from where the October Festival was held. I had an email from Stephen Aids, who is a classically trained organist and has always enjoyed playing both classical and light music, and over the past few years has been lucky enough to have had access to the four-manual 16-rank Witten House Compton organ in Kings Ripton in Huntingdon, which before its installation there was installed in 1935 in the Astoria Cinema in Southend. Well, Stephen also plays timpani and drums, and is a musical director and arranger for several bands and choirs. In addition, his day job is that of a software engineer, and in what spare time he has, he helps to promote the cinema organ sample sets for people to play on how-to-work digital organ consoles. Well, with kind permission of Liz Palmer, who owns the Compton, Stephen has sent across a few recordings which he's made at Witten House, including this arrangement of John Williams' haunting theme from the 1993 film Schindler's List.
Stephen Edge at the Wittenhouse Compton Organ, and thanks once again, Stephen, for sharing your private recording with our listeners. 2019 marks the 20th anniversary since the Queen Wurlitzer Publics No. 1 settled into her new home of the Stockport Town Hall, and during the coming months there will be plenty of opportunities to hear the organ in concert in what is one of the most incredible ballroom acoustics in the area. And of course, we'll keep you fully informed as to dates and times of those events. For now, here's Michael Carter, recorded at his recent uh, lunchtime concert there, and that 1953 song recorded as a novelty number by Joy Nichols, Jimmy Edwards and Dick Bentley, The Little Red Monkey. Carter at the Stockport Town Hall Wurlitzer and on the next edition of the programme we'll hear from Kevin Grunhill at the console there. And that's just about all we have for this edition. As ever, if you want to listen again, you can do so at your convenience via the oldhamcommunityradio.com player or via the programme's website at www.communitykeyboards.com And if you'd like to get in touch, you can drop an email to communitykeyboards at gmail.com or if you want to put pen to paper via Royal Mail, our address is P.O. Box 997 Oldham OL1 9EB. For now, this is Ian Wolsenholm saying thanks very much for listening, take care, all the best, and bye-bye.
community keyboards with Ian Wollstonehome.